Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. And welcome to Gays on Film. This podcast is where we, a pair of gays, talk about what we're watching. I'm Ned. And I'm Declan. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about Don't Worry Darling. Um, Remember, obviously, as normal, there's going to be plenty of spoilers, so take that as a warning and proceed with caution. Also, tread carefully if any discussion of gaslighting or abuse negatively affects you. Um, this is one of those films. It is. And yeah. talking about spoilers as well, like, I know we get into spoilers with pretty much every film because that's our podcasting remit. Mm. But this one, you particularly cannot really talk, you can't talk around it. And we want to really get into, oh, sorry, Ned's just got an eyelash, so I'm just going to take oh, gonna it off his face and make a wish on podcast. Yeah. I'm not telling you what it is. No. Um, true. And, yeah. We're going to really get into this because yeah. it, it deserves a discussion. Yeah. And yeah. the nature of this film, because obviously we're going to be talking about it openly, it's quite a twist. So if you are going to watch it, I'd recommend watching it before we ruin the twist. Yeah. Um, I mean, when this comes out, we normally do try to give people at least a week or a week and a half to have been to the cinema to see it. Yeah. But we will remind you, if you've not seen it yet on our social medias, that this episode does exist. Like, in the future, I'll be like, have you listened to our Don't Worry Darling uh, episode yet? Because <laughs> you should have. Um, so, yeah. But, and also today, a little bit behind the curtain, we are... I want to go, when I say behind the curtain, I want to go, ah, I know that's not the words from Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but we are recording two episodes back to back because... Because <gasps> we're going on holiday. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have two episodes out this week. Um, so that segues neatly into what we're up to, news, blah, blah, blah. Seg- two episodes this week? When they're away, yeah. When we're away, yeah. Oh, we're not scared... Was oh, so this one will come out on the Monday we're away. Yeah. And episode 12, which I won't give away just yet, no. will come out on the Thursday. Oh, lovely. What yeah. a treat for you, listeners. Exactly. But yes, we're excited for our holiday. I've just posted a, the, a picture of the weather forecast in our family group. Because <laughs> it's literally between 27 and 30 degrees every day we're there with wall-to-wall sunshine. So... Mm. I'm very, I've always been excited for this holiday, but I've not really been away much in October before. And it does feel nice that, like, the country is getting colder and we've had lots of rain and, like, Mm. it's getting a bit miserable and dark and we're jetting off. So I feel a bit smug. Um, Wow. What else is in news? One thing I did want to discuss is there was a big video that kind of hit the internet this week of um, Ryan Reynolds officially saying that Deadpool 3 is coming in a shock to absolute no one because we already knew. But what he did I'm not really that bothered for it. But what he did reveal is that Hugh Jackman 
in a really in the video was good. He like shouts back to Hugh, do you want to play Wolverine one last time? And Hugh's like, yeah, I'll do it. And it's like really funny. Yeah. And I think that's really exciting that he's coming back. How big is your Ackman? What's an Ackman? Huge. <laughs> <laughs> that is so silly. Um, God's sake. Uh, yeah, so very exciting. I don't know how it's going to look. Is it going to be a variant? Because obviously Deadpool's now going to be in the MCU. You know, Is it going to link, link into Secret Wars that's coming? Where are you just looking at me like admiring my geekiness right now? No, I'm just listening. Yeah. yeah. Is it going to be Secret Wars where this version of Wolverine we, Wolverine ends up fighting Wolverine. another version of Wolverine in the future? Is uh-huh. this how they're going to start bringing more and more X-Men in? We've had it confirmed this week that Namor, who is the antagonist of Wakanda Forever... I thought a... Deadpool wasn't MCU. He isn't, but he is uh, going to be now. Okay. Because Fox are, are coming into... All the Fox characters are coming into the MCU. Right. So, I am excited for this. Yeah. Yeah. What else have you been watching this week? Oh, gosh. I've been so busy, I've barely had time. Mm. Um, what have I watched? Well, I've caught up on She-Hulk. Have you, have you seen this week's? Yeah. I yeah. really liked this week's. Yeah, I watched it today. I thought it was good, yeah. When they were all in the, like, the, a version of, like, Alcohol Anonymous, but it was, like, Superhero Anonymous and, like, going through trauma. and the... It was, like, a, a healing retreat, It wasn't was it? funny. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I liked it. And I really hope it kind of stays low stakes in the sense that there isn't really, like, a a really large world... World event. World but event will, or a villain admit, that they need to sit, like save the world from well, or whatever. I must admit, I was complaining to Harry about it being too low stakes. It just wasn't really gripping me. Oh, really? But he said, well, that's because every superhero thing is like world saving. Why can't they just do something a bit normal? And I've been thinking about that. And now you've said that as well. I think I do. Yeah, I quite it's like, good. It's I light. like. Yeah, I like how easy it is to yeah. watch. Half an hour show, you can yeah. go in, you can do whatever. Like. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I feel like it was designed to be a bit funnier than it is being, but then other times it is really funny and makes me laugh. So, I suppose everything in balance and moderation. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, have you watched any of Dharma? I've watched one episode. Me too. And. Have you seen all that backlash about how Netflix had to remove it from the LGBT <laughs> yeah. category? And I was like, yeah. I get he was queer and his victims were queer, but that does not make it an LGBT category TV show, really, does it? No, but I suppose it is also arguably a part of modern LGBT history. Yeah. But... Equally, you don't want to be labelling, like, a traumatic, literally. Yeah. Like, it's true crime, and yeah, that's, it you can't say crime. it's not anything yeah. else. I will say that I do think it's not very good, but I will probably watch it because I think we all have this fascination with true crime, which is a bit weird in a society that we love murders and things. We but don't it, love murders, we no, love true crime. But we love the story bit, like, we're addicted. Like, Netflix it's, dropped this on I, a Wednesday... No marketing at all, mm. and it's just 100% broke lo- like one of the most watched shows of recent times because people are just obsessed with it. They well, I think up. we love true crime because it's almost like preparing yourself for just in case. 
if you see how serial killers work, then you might be able to preempt a move in whatever situation. I thought you meant like you can if you ever have these impulses yourself. Oh, you can no. try and control them. No, but if you're ever <laughs> confronted by someone who turns out to have those impulses, you might be able to know what to do. That first episode, like, and I'm hearing people say it, it is actually quite scary. I um, found it really It is scary. quite comfortable. I was speaking to my mum this morning. She was like, have you watched any? I said, I did. And then she said, I had to turn it off because it made me a bit anxious and I'm in holiday mode and I just didn't want yeah. to watch anything I'm, like this. So, yeah. I am going to watch it because... I said to Naomi, my barber, that... She, oh, yeah, and by the way, Harry is Ned's a, flatmate. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Um, Naomi's got an interesting theory she wants to discuss with me, so I have to make sure I've seen it by the time I next need a haircut. It's quite a lot of episodes as Ten well, episodes. though. Ten I know. Oh, when it started, I was like, oh, my God, it's not going to be, like, documenting every one of his kills in gruesome detail well, i think he it? killed more than 10 though didn't he well i know but like i was like i don't think i can watch 10 episodes of lots of brutal murders but the first episode i was like oh okay so maybe the next few are going to be some flashbacks or some whatever and it did, does that thing i did where... read the synopsis for every episode just so i know what I'm really for. oh let's yeah. do that for well because i don't want to be unnecessarily scared and like if I put something on at night and then it yeah. haunts me in my dreams like I'd rather now I know what's coming I'm gonna choose to watch it on my lunch breaks and things yeah the day. I mean it is a true story so it's not as if you're spoiling the plot in that way I no. guess I'm sure there's loads of people that actually know what happened with his mm. killings and they'll be like oh I know what's coming but it's mm. interesting to see it but I do think it's it is one of those shows as well that are kind of glamorising Murder, in my view, as well. But oh. glamorizing murder. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. I mean, loads of the family's it. victims have come out and said this does not need to be a TV show. It's so traumatizing. And yes, you could say, well, don't watch it then. And I'm sure they probably don't watch it. But it's. I don't. I do get when people say it's a bit uncomfortable. I really do. I get the discomfort, but I think glamorizing murder is a bit of an overstatement. Oh right, okay, that's fine. Well, maybe we we didn't plan on doing an episode on Dharma. I don't think we <laughs> but will. We've already talked. But to... um, nine minutes. Nine minutes. But we will maybe in this section of what else we've been watching continuously pick back up. But we're infamous, well, you in particular are infamous for actually not finishing a TV show. So, oh, we won't finish it till mid-2023. So, and by that time, no one will care what our opinions are. Well, they might, but... They might not even care at this point. No, they might not. That's very true. Um, Another thing I just wanted to touch on that I'd been watching quickly before we get into Trailer Trash or Treasure. Um, I love watching all the assembleds and making ofs on that Disney Plus do with all of their films and TV shows and things. Um, I watched the making of Thor: Love and Thunder, and I just wanted to say that, like all the interviews that they have and the talking heads, this is what you realise with film. Everyone mostly goes into a film trying to do their best job. Yeah, mm. I believe. Mm. And the way well, they were talking, no, no, but the way they were talking about it, they were like, "Oh, we did this and we did that," and you hear the insights as to why they create why they made the creative decisions that they that they did mm. and you think i can get that argument but then whilst it's great to understand that it was still a really rubbish film mm. so it's like what goes wrong is it the editing process is it the studio or is it just you're in 
you silo. So you think, oh, we've made a really good creative decision here. But then you don't, I guess you don't really know how the real world is going to respond when yeah. you're out. And but, it's one of those things. It's not like, oh, I've written an essay or an article. Can I get someone else to proofread it? Once you've made a film, yeah. if somebody else proofread it, proofreads it and doesn't like it, then... What, you, what can you really do about it? Yeah. And I mean, they do do test screenings of these Marvel films and they do get response. Like, Disney can afford to do these test screenings. Yeah, but not to the point where they can remake a whole film. No, but they do, like... They will go back and do some reshoots. Yeah. If, but it's not like, yeah, they can't, like... Right, we need to cam that and go yeah. right back to the drawing board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see that kind of... Yeah, just that perspective of people cool. making something and then the world not responding to it. Mm-hmm. They have put an Obi-Wan... An Obi Wan one on Obi-Wan Disney Plus, and um, I didn't particularly like that show in the end. So it'd be interesting to see that, um, especially when you compare it to the likes of Andor at the minute, which I just think blows pretty much everything Star Wars has done on telly so far out of the water, bar maybe parts of the Mandalorian. What but day even of the week so, does Andor come out? I don't know. There's a fourth episode. You've not seen three still, I don't think, because no. I watched that without you, and now yeah. there is four. Um, but yeah. Well, you've probably doomed me to never finishing it. You will. I'll force you. We'll watch it on holiday. Okay. Um, Shall we move on to trailer trash or treasure? Yes. Would you like to reveal this week's trailer? I need to start saying, hang on, before I get to that, trailer trash or treasure, and then the the little subtitle which I've said is, where we look ahead to a... We look for... I've not even wrote it down, but I keep saying it. Where we look forward to a future release. We look ahead to the future and get excited. That's what it's all about. I love trailers. That's why we include this segment. Am I a bit hyper? <laughs> maybe it's that latter you had. Yeah, maybe. And now I am going on holiday. And when Gosh. we woke up yesterday, which was, bear in mind, two days before the holiday, Ned was like, you're a bit hyper. And I was like, I know. Holiday mode. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. okay. So this week, this episode, sorry, is Halloween Ends. Which is the... I was fully ready then, before you started that sentence, to say, see you in a second, bye! No, no. Forgetting we've not even got there yet. It's Halloween Ends. The previous film, Halloween Kills, Ned and I absolutely hated and (laughs) laughed way more times in the cinema than I think the creator and director of the film would have potentially wanted us to. My feelings about the Halloween franchise, though, is because it's so long-running... It kind of... Are you playing... Sorry, sorry. Stop playing on your phone while sorry, record. Sorry, 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 sorry. You always do that now. Attention span. Terrible habit. I know, I'm sorry. Are you I'm just sorry. bored of what I'm saying? No, no, I'm listening. They're listening. Because <laughs> it's been such a long-running franchise and it was kind of influential in how slasher films develop, you can kind of assume it's going to be a parody of itself. I don't think this new films are meant to be because the first one, Halloween in 2018, was actually quite good and quite scary. But mm. I think coming ahead and going, oh, we're going to do another trilogy of Halloween films is a bit like, oh, right, okay, we get it. But let's stick the trailer on. Yeah. Um, and see what see what we think now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that was something. Looks scarier than I thought it was going to look. Yeah. So the Made la- us jump in the first few seconds. It did make us jump, actually, both of us. And I've seen that trailer before, so... Oh, have you? Yeah. Yes, yeah, like... no. Um, but... 
So the last film ended where the citizens of Haddonfield, where it's set, were all, like, stabbing him. It looked like he was dead, and then he wasn't dead. And then we... One of our problems with the film is we were... We kind of said, well, is he other, almost like a superhero? Can he, can he not die? And it did just seem a bit silly. And then in this trailer, Jamie Lee Curtis says, like, maybe only he can only die if I die. Blah, blah, blah. It, it looks like, to me, a proper rehash of everything we've seen on Halloween franchise before. Well, one of my problems that I can preempt with this from the trailer is... Jamie Lee Curtis gets him literally trapped, like he can't move by the looks of it. And then she wastes time saying, oh, you came to kill me, why don't you? And then, oh, look, he's escaped when she could have already killed him. Yeah. So that's going to irritate me. Yeah. Um, um, but I'm always just reminded of that interview we heard with Jamie oh, Lee Curtis gonna bring last up. year. No, it's all about trauma. And she, and um, trauma. the interviewer, I can't remember what it was on, was it Empire? Not I sure. think, well, she did a few interviews yeah. and she kept saying it over and over. The interviewer was like, do you think that... What's her name in the film? In Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Laurie. Do you think that Laurie will ever kind of find any resolution? And I heard it in Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. She kind of paused and swallowed back some tears and went, I hope so. I really do. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, it, every time I think of it, it makes me laugh. I guess when you've been in these films since what? When was yeah. the original Halloween? It was like 19... 1980... something? 1978. 78. Like, if you've been playing this character for however long you have, then mm. I guess you probably got this kind of feeling about it, but it's, it's a silly slasher. like 44 like, years? Yeah, like, mm. it's nothing much more than that, is it? A silly slasher. But, the, you know, I love the... One of my favourite things is when actors take things so seriously. You know, like when Gargar takes things, yeah. and I just find it so funny mm. that they... I think because my sense of humour is quite self-deprecating, even if I was doing the most important job on the planet, I would still have to take the mic. Because mm. you're an actor in a film. Like, it's not... Um, yeah. Yeah. But it looks okay. Um, did we see a glimpse of Carl Richards in this trailer? We did, yes. Did we? With her terrible fringe. Yeah, her bangs are back. Her bangs. Which is always fun to see her when we watch her in the I was real just going to say, it's a little bit time. meta, isn't it? Because yeah. we watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot her daughter had been killed in the previous film as well. Me which too. Is, I which was is looking a bit out like, for her because I liked her. Which is a bit... It's, it's a lot. Mm. I'm sure there'll be more Halloween films, but I really hope this will be the last one without... Um, like, this will be the last one of Laurie Strode. And it does kind of say in the trailer... This is the end of their saga, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But I think... And it does say Halloween ends. <laughs> it won't end, though, will it? <laughs> uh, you know, if it makes money in the society mm. we live in. Bearing in mind, this is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. This is the 13th instalment in the Halloween franchise. Oh, my God, um, I didn't realise there were that many. Yeah. There's been some pretty terrible ones. And has as well. Jamie Lee Curtis been in them all? No, not all of them. Oh. No, she was like brought back. Mm. She might have even been killed in what? Yeah. Right. But this has been of that ilk where the Resurrector franchise yeah. and get rid of all of the films they've done and yeah. just do a direct sequel from film one. Yeah. So, yeah. Fine. I'm not complaining about that. For me, this trailer is probably trash, yeah. but I'm not mad about it. 
No. Yeah. I, I want a trashy trailer from a Halloween film. So do I, but I also think it's like the previous, the trailer for Halloween Kills, it shows far too much again. Oh, we've definitely seen I've the whole I've seen film probably like at least three of the kills that are already going to happen. Yeah. Just give us a bit, tease us, you don't need to actually show us. Hold the suspense in the trailer. Which is a point I'm going to get to on an episode coming up, the next episode, which I won't say what the film is. But, didn't give much away at all, but part that, part that. Um, Yeah, I would say, for me, that is also trash. Lovely. Right, let's get into the film that should have a comma in its title. Don't worry, darling. darling. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Are you worried, darling? No. No. No, me neither. I'm worried about this film. (laughs) Um... Right, let's let's start. Have you done like a, this is the plot or not? Oh, no, I was forgetting something. Well, I can do it this crap. time. It's okay. Go so, on. the film is set in what we see is kind of a idyllic 1950s neighborhood. We've got a um a company town. A company town. Yeah. yeah. We see kind of the men all going out to work. We see the women all keeping the house nice and clean, um, keeping the getting the food on the table for when they get in. It's very kind of yeah. And that, that. everyone is gorgeous. Everyone's gorgeous. One thing I will say, a good thing that I did like about the film, which links into its setting, is I loved the production design. I think it looked very beautiful. I thought the costumes were great. The hair was great. The makeup was great. So that is. One of the... Tell us more about the plot, then. So the plot... Well, a a surface-level look at the plot is quite short. So you've got this neighbourhood, you've got these characters. Something, though, is amiss. And we don't know what for quite a while into the film. There's little bits where 
we know that the female characters aren't allowed to go further than a certain point out of the neighbourhood. We don't really know why to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, something's just not right. And then the film slowly unfolds as to what is yeah. going on. It begins to look, at points, a little bit culty because everybody essentially reveres this guy, Frank, played by Chris Pine. Is that yes. the right Chris? That yeah. is the right Chris, yes. Um, and his kind of role in the in the, the running of this company that owns the town. Yes. Um, but our protagonist begins to get suspicious of him. Yes. And there is also a character um, played by Kiki Palmer, I want to say. Different Kiki. Um, Kiki Lane? I don't know. What's the surname? So she's looks like she's mentally unwell um, and she's obviously cottoned on to... She's a bit further in the journey of, of not knowing what's going on. Mm. Um, so she kind of is a twig that something's not right and it's made her unwell and kind of... Kiki Lane. Kiki Lane. They are kind of gaslighting her and saying, oh, she's just not well, she needs to go to a hospital, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um... Next point, though, I don't really... So the film can't... You have to basically go quite quickly to the end, I think, when you're discussing it, and then kind of work your way backwards from it. Which, for me, is a bit of a problem with its storytelling. Yeah. Because if we can't talk about the main event without ruining the twist, then how are we supposed to spread the good gospel? See, I don't that agree with mouth. you there. I think sometimes if you go to people, oh, should I go see Don't Worry Darling? If you say, yeah, but I can't really tell you anything because I'll give it away. I don't mind a film where that that's the... It, it's not the fact that it has a twist. Mm. It's, for me, the twist left me a bit cold. Uh, yeah, I think the twist was... Have you got your quote late. that we put on our Instagram from Letterboxd? Can you remember it? I can. I've said it to that many people. Say it again, because I think that's a good place to to go off. For me, in a sentence, Don't Worry Darling was like a really delicious looking meal without any flavour or spice. It had all the right ingredients in there, but it just wasn't giving me, like, any sense of satisfaction. Yeah. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, there, there are... There are suspenseful parts. There is this quite. There is this sense, this unnerving sense of something going on for a lot mm. of the film, and you oh, yeah. and you are intrigued, like what is happening. It does it. It does it well from that sense. Yeah. But when it finally gives you the revelation, I don't think it allowed itself enough time to really explain why, yeah. or to really explore how. You kind of go, is that it? Yeah. Um, so should we get to what it is then? Yeah, I think so. I think we should. Do you want to explain? Yeah. Okay, so go on then. Turns out, <laughs> listeners, rather than being set in the 1950s, it's actually present day. And Florence Pugh, who plays Alice? Oh, I don't know. Her I think name. her name's Alice. Alice. Alice, Alice yeah. Chambers, um, is actually not a 1950s housewife, but is a surgeon. 
Um, and her partner, Harry Styles, who plays Jack, is in real life unemployed um, and struggling to make ends meet. And I think is feeling a little bit kind of fragile in his masculinity. And he's left feels left out because she works a lot. Yeah. Um, and then she's too tired to give him the attention that, that he needs he in the relationship. Yeah. Um, he's feeling a bit kind of put out by the fact that he's not um, a breadwinner. Yeah. Um, Toxic masculinity, basically. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well. His discomfort with not being able to contribute to the household, I think, is fair. Yeah, but I think when it's but, framed in a heterosexual relationship... Yeah, it does become... This this gender dynamic of it does, yeah. it does manifest itself in um, a less than favourable way, yeah, I'll say. I would say so, yeah. So it turns out, he, in his... fragility, mm-hmm. has sought out um, Frank who is Chris Pine. Yeah. Um, who has developed some kind of weird piece of, like, almost VR, I guess. Yeah. Um, virtual reality software um, that people can put... It looks like a little, like, eye claw thing. Um, and it just sends them into this lovely, perfect, idyllic 1950s California town where they can live a perfect life. And it turns out that when the men go off to work in mm. the town, they are actually going off to... They're actually leaving, leaving the, VR the VR to go... So that they can... Survive. Take, yeah, take care of, like, yeah. themselves, like, feed their body, keep themselves hydrated in the real world. Yeah. And, more importantly, keep their wives in it. So, basically, it's a Black Mirror episode... Yeah, it is very Black Mirror. Um, it's very men removing the autonomy of women. Yeah. Um, it's pretty dark, but... It is dark. Yeah, yeah, and my problem with it is that it doesn't explore that darkness. It kind of gives you it, and then it's like, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, it's like, like, it doesn't go anywhere. Like, gaslighting, you, you know, themes of gaslighting women... These men that have all kind of, um, they've all agreed to go into this program. It mm. kind of reminds me of this topic in society at the minute of mm. incels and how, mm. you know, there's this horrible thing where men yeah. are involuntary celibate because they, no one will have sex with them or their wife won't have sex with them or whatever. But it just it did tap into current themes, but it just. Oh, I don't know. Just leaves you. One thing that I liked was the inclusion of Olivia Wilde's character. Did you? Because as the only woman in the town who actually chose to be there, I thought it provided um, a little bit of a comment on kind of women that prop up the patriarchy. Yeah. But she had another reason for it, though, didn't she? she so did. she in in this town, she's got children, but it turns out that in the real world, her children died. So yeah. she loves to like plug into this, yeah, um, program because yeah. she gets to live her ad- idyllic life. What's not really explained is was she forced into it to start with, or did her husband kind of say this thing exists and I can plug you in? I almost got the sense that. 
she was the one who got her husband to do it for her. See, that's interesting, because I didn't. I got that he did it like every other man and put her in there and she against the will. And when she was in there, she thought, oh, actually, this is... Oh, maybe. This is... Um, it's funny, actually, that the pre... Is the previous episode Avatar? Yeah. Because I said, oh, there's some parallels between this and Avatar. And we actually right. watched them in the same day on the film, because it was like plugging into a... A thing. Yeah, a thing uh, that makes you something or not. Yeah, it was interesting that we it had was. that on both the same day. Um, um, there were a lot of what I would deem as plot holes as well. Um, the bit where Alice leaves the town and finds the headquarters, which turns out is where kind of the men it's go like to, the to like jump out. Yeah. yeah. So she sees a plane crash, which you think... Which you think is there's a reason there's a plane there, mm. but turns out in the film it just distracts her attention for her to find the yeah. headquarters. Yeah. But I thought, what a weird way to say it all. It wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't the right way to get her from town centre to headquarters. No. Oh, look, there's a plane crash. But a like, plane crash that everybody else denies and also isn't ever mentioned again. It's almost like... I don't something... get why the plane crashed. It was also... It's almost like something was... Somebody would, was trying to tell her to get out. Yeah? Yeah. So they put something in there to for her to discover <gasps> the... I don't know. Like, it or... It... But... That plot, to me, sounds quite good. There's somebody there trying to get her out and, like, putting these little clues as something's not right and I need to get her to this headquarters so she starts questioning everything. Well, I don't know. The only other one I could maybe think of, because obviously everything's a simulation, it's got to be programmed on a computer. Yeah. If Chris Pine had programmed it to test her... And it was like he was playing this kind of game with her intelligence. Would have tied quite nicely into the into the plot. Mm-hmm. Because there are lots of scenes where he looks very sinister at her and publicly gaslights her and makes everyone think she's delusional. But he never explains that he's the one who did, like, made the plane crash happen for her. So it was kind of a missed opportunity. Yeah, and I... He knows that she knows at that exactly. at one point. When when he goes round for dinner, yeah, he's like, yeah, you've you've sussed it, and yeah. he's quite. I think he almost gets a bit of a kick out of it. In I a way think as well. he knows even before then. I think he knows when he decides to give Jack a promotion. And I don't know if his motivation for Jack for promoting Jack was to provide a more comfortable lifestyle for Alice so she'd want to stay or to toy with her because she knows something's not right. Yeah. It's in, yeah, it, That's talking what I mean, about like, it, it doesn't actually, yeah. quite explain yeah. each plot point quite enough for me to come away to feel satisfied knowing what yeah. went on. Yeah, because it's like, because I think it the has way I'm all talking about it now, I am, it, you know, like how when we've done previous episodes, we've almost talked up our review. Mm, I'm actually like, down. not necessarily down, but I'm like, yeah, I'm right about what I thought when I left the cinema. And yeah. there has been some time between us recording and when we saw it as well. So, yeah. But 
it very much feels like, yeah, I'm quite happy with what I get yeah. of it because... And I will say, often, I think, when you leave the cinema, if you're still thinking about a film a week or two later, it can't be a bad thing. But it's unfortunate with this one that the reason I'm still thinking about it a week or two later is because it didn't... It disappointed you. Yeah, it didn't yeah. fulfil. So I, I feel like I've, I'm lacking any sense of closure on the storyline. Yeah, because I remember seeing many the trailer months ago, as you do, and I yeah. thought, oh, that looks really good. And then everything that's happened with the press of the film and what's come out about all the controversy and it looks like Florence has had... Can you massive... just give me a little bit of like a it's synopsis It's all really, of that. really, really, really confusing. Really get it. So it looks like the premise, basic premise is that Florence and Olivia Wilde don't get on. Olivia Wilde was dating Harry Styles during the making of the film. Mm. And there's been rumours that she was so into Harry Styles. She was so... Um, I was going to say something that's a bit problematic, maybe, especially when we're talking about this film. I was going to use the word dickmatised. Oh, what's that? Like, just just obsessed with Harry Styles. She was so, like, into this little love bubble. Like, Oh. <laughs> I won't be mad if you never say that again. That's horrible. Um, but apparently, like... She was really missing as a director. Um, there was all sorts of kind of Florence potentially even had to direct step in and direct scenes. some of the scenes. There was then also the thing about originally Olivia Wilde wanted to ca- cast Shia Le- Shia LaBeouf, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, um, but Florence felt uncomfortable around him, especially because I think you know he has actually addressed that he's he does have a lot of work to do on him personally he has quite a history yeah of um problematic behavior around and towards women yeah so and especially with you know intimate scenes and how the hollywood has changed and now there's intimacy coordinators on set and all that kind of thing florence just felt um i'm saying it as if i know firsthand <laughs> but allegedly felt very uncomfortable and then it surfaced that olivia had said that she'd fired him but turns out a video has now come out of her kind of begging him to come back, saying that Florence will Florence will get on board, don't worry, all that, don't worry, darling. So um, it's yeah. it's not great. Um, not great optics when but, the director, the woman director, isn't. Yeah, isn't like acknowledging and validating and supporting the needs of female co-stars. Yeah, yeah. And apparently Florence was um, 100% told the publishers she was not even going to promote the film. But, mm. but then the film obviously got included in film festivals when they did that obnoxious seven-minute standing ovation at Venice. I love it when film oh, festivals deliver such It's like, who's got the biggest innovations. dick? It's like, whose who's film got the longest? I swear one of them was like 13 minutes this year. And you think, it. how can you stand and clap for nearly a quarter of an hour? And what do you do if they're clapping at you? You just, like, keep looking round and stuff. But there was that thing where... I would probably just stand and clap with them. But they're clapping you? No, they're clapping me and the rest of the people on the film. They were very much with this film, though, clapping Florence Pugh's performance. Well, because I that must is say, very, very, her very performance good. is excellent, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, credit to that. But the, So there was that. 
And then she said she's not going to promote the film. She did put something on Instagram on the day it was released, showing like behind the scenes clips and like go and see my film. She did actually include a picture of Olivia Wilde, which I thought, is that an olive branch? <laughs> is that a publicist saying like, you need to just try and squash this? What's going on? Um, you know, and then the next development is like 40 members of cast and crew of this film have done like a signed letter to say they didn't see any issues you know, they didn't, there was no, they didn't, they weren't witness to anything, which is, is that Olivia Wilde's team saying, can we just get some PR out there to say, look, we want Olivia to work again, so can you just yeah. come out and say there wasn't a problem on set? But it must have been or interesting anyway. is it one of those things that Hollywood has been known to do where they just fabricate some drama to get people talking about something going on? Well, I think that probably... I always believe that quite often there's no smoke without fire. Mm. And I'm sure there was something. Except smoke machines. <laughs> I'm sure there was something. <laughs> but, you know, when the press get hold of it, they make it a lot bigger, don't they? And, they're, yeah. they're, and, and the press is, I think, obsessed still, very unfortunately, pitting women against women. And I don't mm. like that. If that was a guy director and another guy, they'll be... I'm sure it's happened loads of times in films where people haven't got on. Yeah. You know, there was a story about Robert Pattinson not getting on with Matt Reeves on the set of The Batman, but yeah. it wasn't like this whole yeah. thing. That um, is unfortunate. But yeah, um, yeah, uh, I, it just seems it's just been a bit of a mess. And I, okay. I, I do hope she works again, Olivia Wilde, and I'm sure she will because it has made quite a bit of money. It's done all right. It's absolutely <laughs> no book smart, which the year that Such came out was, I think, maybe in my top two films, whenever that came out, because it was one of those first films that showed youngsters what they're like in modern times. Because yeah. I think so many films think that they know what youngsters are like now in school, but they never get it right. Yeah. Whereas book smart, you know... I always remember the scene where they're all in the toilet together and there's guys and girls and, and all this kind of... It was just good. It was yeah. amazing. And if she can get back to that, I will watch more of her films. But this yeah. was just a bit meh. Yeah. Any other points? Oh, about plot holes. Go on. So we talked about the plane. No idea what the earthquakes were all about. No, the only thing I can possibly fathom that definitely wasn't from the film, it's just my own need Interpretation. to have some yeah, yeah. closure on something is that their flat in the real world was next to a train line or something but like they were all you know like they would, they would be sat around in the living room mm. and they go all like oh it's on like it was like just pause for this earthquake you know the did yeah, didn't they? the women yeah. would all be like oh just pause it's just one another one of those earthquakes and you think what actually is that about because it's not explained. Or maybe, my school... maybe somebody looking after the like central computer was like, oh, it's like going to crash. Putting updates but this is in. me. We, I don't mind if parts of the film you can go away and interpret in your own way. But it felt such an important part of what they were doing for that first hour. These, it was, yeah, it was really significant, and then it just never went anywhere. No, and I, the Catholic upbringing in me when we used to talk about thunder being God moving his furniture around and lightning, I can't remember what lightning was but something yeah. I thought, oh is it somebody banging around in, in the background of the flat 
Yeah. But like, if there was somebody banging around in Florence Pugh's flat, why would everybody? Why would everyone it? feel it? Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't make sense. No. It's very much a rehash of familiar themes that we've done before. A lot um, of people saying it's very Stepford like Stepford Wives. Yeah, Stepford Wives. Yeah. Um, nothing particularly original, I would say. Um, other Which per- is a shame because it had potential. Yeah. I mean, not much is original anymore. But if something's a, done something really well... Something doesn't have to be original to be good. No, no. Um, other performances, people seem to love hating on Harry Styles' acting. I would say it was fine. What I didn't yeah, understand right. for a while, and I don't know if this line was wrote in on purpose to the film, but it took me a while to realise he actually was meant to be doing a British accent. Um, Do you know what I think that that might be, though? From personal experience, if I'm around people with strong accents that are quite dissimilar to my own, uh-huh. whatever innate quality that I have tries to mirror their accent, sometimes in some words, and I lose my own voice. It happened a lot when I was at uni and I had two American friends and we used to hang out all the time. And my accent went so weird. Yeah, but and like, I think that, that that's how I heard Harry Styles speaking in this film. It was so strange. But I was like, right, well, that's British. And I was like, that's American. That sounds like a funny mix of the two. Yeah. We had like, almost like he went a bit Irish at times. I think also it probably doesn't help that the script was probably written by an American. So all of his lines will have been in American uh, syntax. So he'll have been trying to work out how to yeah, speak American. This is American a Hollywood line. film, though. I know, but like, like they'll have had. I'm just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not hating <laughs> on him because I thought his performance was fine. It was fine. Um, they made a, the way they made a look at they made him look in the real world. He looked horrible, sleazy, slimy. Wouldn't, wouldn't be out of place in Dharma. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, I thought Gemma Chan was quite wasted because I love Gemma Chan. She had about four lines in the whole thing. Like, she's a fantastic actor. You don't actor. cast Gemma Chan and just... And give her nothing. Yeah. Um, I thought Chris Pine was oh, fine. on Gemma Chan. Because oh. Gemma Chan was Chris Pine's wife in the film. Yeah. Suddenly, at the end, after having been um, quite a key sort of pillar in Chris Pine's... Uh, misleading of all of the women in the thing, which obviously she must have been in there against her own will anyway. Oh, she snaps, doesn't she? Randomly snaps, stabbed him, and that's it. Yeah. What happens next? How do they get out? Yeah. Also, just on a practical point as well, not even a plot point. Oh, you're getting very, like, um... The way that... Aerated? Aerated. Like, animated. Yeah, like you you like in discussing this film. Well, yeah. The way that they leave the VR thing, to me, doesn't make any sense. Florence Pugh walks up to that mirrored glass, touches, oh, and touches it and suddenly she's out. Yeah. I'm like, but where's the like... Yeah. How? How yeah. does that happen? I don't think that annoyed me that much because I thought, well... I feel like it could have been be... cooler. Yeah. Not it, was be like an, a it was a sci-fi element of this film, and it could have been cooler. Yeah, but I didn't want like a portal. Or no, I, didn't I don't want know a how portal. I'd have done it. But... I didn't want a door. Well, maybe I did want a door. Yeah. I wanted something to happen because all she did was touch the window. Yeah. And that just to me feels like a weird thing to. The I think the most important aspect of that 
yeah. creative choice was the fact that it was mirrored. Yeah. So it was like, I'm trying to give something or, the benefit of the doubt here. Like the windows were mirrored so she can, that was an important point. And like, didn't she lose her mind when she was looking in the mirror yeah. in that ballet class? Maybe, maybe if, if she'd have gone up to that mirror and she could see the thing on her eyes in real life. Oh, yeah. But still look like her Stepford wife self. Yeah. Maybe that would have made the connection a little bit easier for me. Yeah. And I wouldn't be so lost on it. Tell you what, going back to Harry Styles' performance, though. Yeah. I think somebody didn't like his performance very much this week. So, Robert Eggers' next film, who did The Lighthouse, The Northman. Okay, yeah. His next film is a remake of Nosferatu. You know, that weird... Yeah. I'd never really heard of it until I read about it not long ago. I've heard of it. Like, that old classic. Yeah, yeah. Just showing that a picture of it. So, originally cast was Harry Styles and Anya Taylor-Joy. Mm. Anya Taylor-Joy's had to drop out because of availability. Mm. I can't remember who's replaced her. But And then there was a second headline that Bill Skarsgård will now replace Harry Styles. But there was no... Because Harry Styles is no longer available. It was just, he will replace him. So so Robert Eggers, I I just have this vision of Robert Eggers watching um, (laughs) Don't Worry Darling thinking, fuck that, no way, I'm (laughs) going to replace him. So yeah, I thought that was quite fun. Well, maybe all these people concerned that Olivia Wilde won't work again should really direct their concern to Harry Styles' acting career. He's in the MCU now as well. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, and my policeman coming up. Which I've also I feel heard like we've been waiting for that very for ages. Either. Well, yeah. It's because it's out in the film festivals. So oh, is it? Okay, it's getting screened, but it yeah. doesn't come out yeah. for a while. Um, let's go to the final scene then. Mm-hmm. The film closes with Alice getting out. It fades to black, and we hear her gasping for air as if she's, she's out. Mm. <laughs> but she can breathe in... <laughs> The VR experience. Is it because she'd been running? I think some sort of... You know when you wake up from a nightmare and you just need to get your breath back? Yeah. I think that's what I got from it. I actually thought it was quite a cool and I think way as well, to close the film, though. Breath is a really powerful device in films. I thought you were going to say, like... Because I didn't think like... you were going to say in films there. I thought you were just going to say, breath is... A very powerful <laughs> thing. I'm like, well, End yes, it keeps us alive. <laughs> yeah, alive. No, because it kind of it symbolises that she's been suffocated by this whole thing that's led her to that point, and she's finally free and can breathe. Oh, clever. Quite like that, actually. Now you've said it. Thank you. I like the ending. Mm. So, Blackdale? Can't quite remember, because the plot is all about the men controlling all of the women and I, I can't some of the women might have talked to each other without talking, without about, talking a man. about a man but it was like but that was the yeah as you said the th- that yeah, was the, the premise was, of the film it was almost the like the trouble was even those conversations were in a setting entirely controlled by men so I'm yeah. not sure if it was I don't know but it is almost like the whole point of the film is created because things like the Bechdel test even exist yeah um Peter Russell, absolutely not, but didn't really expect it to. Yeah. Um, what was your star rating? I think I gave it two. Let me look at our Instagram. 
Let's have a look. It's not good having... Gosh, we need to prepare, don't we? I gave it... Yeah, no, I did. I gave it two. It's got a 3.1 average. I got on Letterboxd. Yeah. I gave it two and a half. So, yeah. Yeah. That's it then. Shall we wrap up on this one? Because we've got another one to record straight away. Well, that's all for this time, listeners. If you have enjoyed this episode of Gaze on Film, please subscribe, rate and comment on your podcast platform of choice. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at Gaze on Film Pod, um, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So please do feel free to drop us a message. Oh yeah, especially with this. I say this with every. Yeah, <laughs> we're starting to get what some podcasts have that are quite well-known podcasts, like the Empire podcast mm. that I listen to. If you go to a live recording of that, mm. they put bingo cards on the seat for people to like. One of them has said this. One of them has said that. Oh, and it's, yeah. I always say, especially with this film, especially with there's this a lot one. to talk about. But yeah, honestly. There is. <laughs> if it's, whether it's your thoughts or feelings about the films we're reviewing or something you've seen that you'd really like to listen to an episode on, oh, yeah. drop us a line. And um, we'll try and fit it into our... Busy schedule. Busy, busy schedule. Yes. I have been Ned. And I have been Declan. And this has been Gaze on Film. Thanks for listening. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.